But I'm going to just say this to you guys, like I said. We can say all we want about the offense right now. But I'll tell you what, the defense, I mean, yeah, I mean, throughout the season, they've been playing some good quarterbacks right now. Okay, I mean, well, let's be honest. But my, my biggest issue right now when I'm looking at this, I mean, their pass defense is not holding up their end of the bargain. But the block field goal, I mean, you, it, it really could – it definitely, I think, demoralized the Steelers for the most part. I mean, took their uh, – I mean, any uh, hope they had in this game. And it's it just – it's sickening because, you know what, they always seems like being called – Offsides for like black field was in recent memory, even like three years ago, Sunday night versus the Chargers, when they blew a 16 point lead. I was at that game. I thought, you know, the, the thing is, when I'm watching that play, I mean, Aiden is moving while the ball is being snapped, but it was not offside. And Ryan Clark said the way he was moving, he was moving at the tail end, he was not past the neutral zone. And uh, that, that was definitely right there. I mean, it took the win out of their sails. Uh, Steelers should not have uh, much of a response there in this game. I mean, instead, too, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and his crew right now, they go 3-1 and one after her having a horrendous start, uh, scoring three points versus the New Orleans Saints in a loss. And here we go right now. Steelers are bottom fears in the division. It is a damn shame to even be uh, – Looking at that right now, but you have really question right now. It's all the decision making by your guy under center right now. I mean, how you're involved in this offense, how you're trying to uh, reshuffle the deck here and move forward. It just does not seem like a suitable fix. I mean, we've been seeing this right now. I mean, since that slide to the Washington uh, football team, including the playoffs. The last 10 games. And you mean to tell me they went two and eight since then? It is uh, definitely some uh, hard times right now. I'm not going to count this team out just yet, but it's definitely getting very uh, close right now. And when, when you see a team right now, a, a Mike Tomlin led team, I, 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 hate, I hate to keep saying this because I really love him as a coach. I love the fact that they're competitive, but again, never made the playoffs once starting off with a losing record in the first month of the season. 0 for 3. Chuck Noll was 2 for 6 in those times, made in 1976-1989. Bill Cower, 3 for 4. Make it in 1993-1997. And 2002, Three for out of his four opportunities. And that's, I just, I listen. And maybe, just maybe, Mike Tomlin needs to have a little bit more involvement with picking out the players. I mean, if Kevin Colbert is still uh, on the break right now, if he still wants to be uh, staying on as GM on a year to year basis, has Mike Tomlin earned that right to take on double role? He head coach slash GM for this team. I would welcome it, but I, I'm not so sure. I mean, how how would it mean in the long run? I'd like to hear your thoughts. Uh, for you guys in the uh, chat right now, or who are uh, 
looking at this uh, stream right now, what do you guys think? Would you trust Mike Tomlin as your head coach slash GM? If they're, if Evan Colbert decides to move on, how would you like that? Uh, would that something you'd be on board for? I'd like to hear your comments. Uh, feel free to uh, let me know. And I appreciate the likes uh, coming, guys, right now. Uh, we are still recapping the Steelers versus Packers. The post-game show here, uh, part of Show Blitz as well, and the Man of Steel podcast. We're going to get some more stuff later on uh, throughout this uh, show right now. Um, I'm also going to give you my quick uh, thoughts uh, right now around the league. Who's the hottest team right now in both the NFC and the AFC? Early MVP uh, candidate who I like so far right now. It's looking good. And uh, we'll, we'll get into that much more. Again, if you guys want to follow me, you guys can follow me on Twitter at CGR and on Instagram at Nation right now. And let, let's continue to move further, too. Uh, the injuries in this game, too. Another thing, uh, which has been, uh, I mean, where we continue to see things right now. During the game, uh, two Steelers players suffer the following injuries. Uh, Kevin Donaldson, hip flexor, uh, who's his left guard, and, of course, right cornerback Cam Sutton, groin injury. I am not impressed with the secondary. Like I said, this team needs to win the turnover battle. If they're not, if they're not forcing turnovers on defense and 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 and, not, and if they're if they if they just find a way to do a better job, take care of the ball, they usually proves well for the Steelers. They're in the playoffs. I mean, throughout their history, 86% of the time when they win those turnover battles for the year. And right now, I mean, when you uh, take a look at where they're at, I mean, uh, going into this, especially right now, I mean, with this thing, I mean, for the Steelers right now, who went up against the Packers right now for a turnover ratio, they are now minus two. Folks, you know what? You're going to be looking at another wasted season. I hate to tell you, but this trend continues. I cannot call this team a Super Bowl defense. Playoff defense, another story. But Super Bowl defense, I don't think so. And I'll tell you what, I will say this, though. One guy who's definitely uh, been kind of taking people by daring the question a little bit, I mean, about as far as, like, not participating in team drills. But, I mean, he was being present during uh, training camp. I'm talking about none other than T.J. Watt. You want, I mean, even someone, a former steel player, linebacker, I'm not going to say his name. He cuts him on YouTube. He does a show covering the Steelers. I'm not, I'm not going to call him out. But I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. You, you got to believe right now. Uh, say what you will, he got his money. T.J. Watt has been worth every penny so far this year. Every damn penny. I mean, for the most part. I mean, look at it. For a guy who has not participated in hardly any of his team drills throughout the offseason and played throughout the season after getting paid, still leads his team in sacks with five Eight quarterback hits, 
three tackles for a loss. It's so easy to his team in those categories. And then not only that, number one in forced fumbles for his team. And he had two out of three sacks yesterday. Talking about a guy who's still, I mean, had, playing for a groin injury, who was clear enough to play this weekend. I'll be honest with you, I think he answered some critics yesterday, to be truthfully honest with you. He's done a, a fabulous job so far. I mean, in this game. And I, I have no, for all the people who want to like doubt this guy, I'll tell you what. He cast his check. Now it's the question, can he do enough to will this defense to a playoff, to a Super Bowl eventually? I'm not sure about this season. But this time, once again, right now, they're in a familiar spot like they were two years ago at one and three. They really got to change things up right now. They have to. I mean, other than that, it, it's goodbye uh, season right now for the most part. I think uh, T.J. Watt, he does, he does get my game ball on defense uh, for this game. And offense, uh, game ball, I'll give it to Deontay Johnson. He caught nine out of his 12 targets for 92 yards in this game. Had the opening touchdown. Uh, Deontay Johnson, a guy who still continues to struggle with uh, securing catches. Not bad yesterday. Nine out of 12 targets, that only means he dropped three. I will say the only one I was probably a little bit critical on him was probably the following drive after the Packers score, a third and five pass. But again, it, a lot of it's on Ben Rosberger. I mean, too. I mean, you got to be, like, give your guy a lot more better opportunity to be involved more. And this is the bottom line right now. I mean, as long as you continue to be, stay married to Ben Roethlisberger, have this guy around, and you have an offense coordinator who's uh, willing to care towards him, try to clean up some of the language and the play calling. Uh, if Ben Rosberg truly wants what's better for this team, he has to change some things about himself. If you're not willing to get yourself under center more, uh, throw the ball deeper. I still got questions if that if that arm that arm is still a little bit like uh, sore. I, I just find that hard to believe. It almost seems like it's been like a quick security blanket since he's been coming back. And ever since they had their first loss of the season last year versus the Washington football team. I mean, now when you look at it too, I mean, ever since that loss, the Washington football teams. I mean, he has 12 touchdowns and 12 interceptions in those games. I mean, and then also, too, I mean, yeah, it's uh, definitely a shamble right now. Not not the same guy we uh, once uh, know and love here for, obviously, I mean, for, for this moment. But now 0-6, 12 touchdowns, 12 interceptions since then. And regular season games. Could not be having that. And this is where we really got to, like, uh, take a hard look at things right now. 
Uh, red alert right now. Time to press the panic button for this team. Uh, here's what Mike Tomlin had to say about this uh, in his press conference uh, following that game. Mike, last week you said you weren't pressing the panic button after this game. What's your level of concern about the direction? I'm concerned, but I still maintain the same position. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. Yeah, and there you go. I mean, I would expect Mike Thomas to say nothing less, but obviously he's going to have his poker face going forward right now. Uh, and I, I got to tell you right now, I mean, you cannot expect uh, Art really be uh, pleased right now. We're still, I would imagine at this point when we look at it too, I mean, the only thing I can hope for, I mean, right now, I mean, listen, the running game still got a ways to go. But I could say for the time being right now, playing tonight's game, rushing yards, obviously, they're still dead last in, 221 yards. But again, he's they're not getting enough opportunities to run the ball. And let's think about this for a second. The Steelers right now have the lowest attempts at running the ball. That's dead last in the league. Of course, you're going to have dead last running the ball. You're not giving Harris more opportunities. 66 attempts right now. That is the lowest amounts given to a running back in the league because the offensive line is such a hot mess right now. I mean, and then when you also look at their yards per attempt, too, I mean, the Steelers, I mean, that's 31st in the league, but you got you to get involved more. You have to get involved more. And I really, I, Harris right now, I mean, he, he could potentially be a future team MVP for this team. The other, and, and I want to see Pat Fryermuth get involved. Involve your tight ends more, I mean, throughout this uh, season. Because I'll be telling you right now, there's only three guys that are shining bright right now. You could say Pat Fryermuth, then Najee Harris, and then your punter right now, I mean, Presley Harvin third. He's doing real good for right now. All right, let me re-rank that. Let's say Harris, Fryermuth, and uh, Harvin. And uh, that, that's where you got to look at right now. Steelers for right now, they, they definitely got some work to do uh, coming up. I mean, they're not making a uh, comfortable bed right now with these losses racking up here. But, I mean, coming up, I mean, you're going to be having a tough sled of slate, sledding coming up. You're going to have to be phases in the uh, Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks going forward. And like, like I said, here, here's only part two. I mean, let's let's just pivot away from the offense for a moment. I mean, like, when we look at it. I mean, again, we have to pay attention to this defense. This defense is not worth full speed. Uh, total yards uh, for right now. Total defense, they are 17th in the league, uh, giving up 1,431 yards. Scoring defense, not too bad. Could be a lot better. It's only 14th with giving up 93 points. And then the biggest alarming concern, too, the passing defense, which I continue to harp on. 
They're 19th in the league right now, allowing 1,035 yards and forcing turnovers. They only got two fumble recoveries and an interception. Remember what happened last time when they had lower interceptions three years ago, did not make the playoffs. It was not good. Equates for the year, they are 24 for a total of three. That is not the Steelers' defense we have known the last two years. And, of course, I mean, the pass rush has definitely taken us a little bit of a slide back. I mean, I'm not too worried about that. I still think they could be Blitzburg once again. I mean, even despite the fact that they didn't have no sacks last week versus Joe Burrow and the Bengals. But I do believe their sacks are, are not the Warriors right now. It is more about not getting burnt. You're playing good quarterbacks, I understand that, but you have to be better than this. The bench has to be a lot better than this. I mean, even Joel Hayden and make up the Patrick, I mean, like, you know, having moments in this game, too, when, when you look at it, I mean, throughout, they had many opportunities on defense to close on numerous occasions. But Terrell Evans was in position to knock a pass away. He didn't. Both Mika and Joe Hayden, two of the more sure-handed defensive backs on the team, got their hands on passes they could intercept. And, that, that, and that's what I'm talking about, folks. And then when you look at the other guys here, like coming off on your bench, I feel the bench is very concerning right now when you look at it. I think, like I said, the, 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 the good guys on defense they signed so far have been Melvin Ingram and Joe Sherbert. Joe Sherbert definitely showed up once again. He had eight total tackles, five of them being solo. He had pass deflection. Remember about Joe Sherbert, he could at least uh, cover, too. I mean, Devin Bush didn't have too much of a bad day. He had five uh, solo tackles, a set, tackle for loss, two quarterback hits. This game was six total tackles. I mean, he's been a guy who's been kind of like a little bit catching scrutiny throughout the year. But, I mean, when you look at the rest of the guys, too, I mean, Cam Sutton has to get growing soon. I'm not sure if he's ready to be, you know, in that top option right now, opposite Joe Hayden. I'm not sure. And Joe Hayden, I mean, I think he's showing his age right now. Guy could still play. I won't be surprised if he gets an interception uh, throughout the next coming games, but right now... Uh, I think we're definitely seeing possibly the end of the road here for Joe Hayden uh, moving forward. And Highsmith, I'm not, I'm still not so sold on yet, being opposite of uh, T.J. Watt. And of course, you got Arthur uh, Mullet, Mullet right here. He had uh, two tackles for loss, three total tackles. I mean, they, they out-tackled their opponents. They had 68 total tackles on the day versus the Packers, 57 in this game. And this is where you have to do better right now. Knowing you got an offense who barely moves the ball up the field, who barely does enough to score consistently, I think you have – Ben Rosberger, I just don't see him changing his style of play. I think that's going to make the – so right now, you have to look out right now for this guy's health. I mean, because right now, 
the more he keeps getting hit, how's this going to be post-career? He's had a Hall of Fame career, no doubt about it. Jerome Bettis, who was on uh, Good Morning Football uh, last week, I mean, really believes, I mean, Bob Rosberg is still there. I mean, he's still got ways. They're not protecting the quarterback, and they're not, like, you know, giving themselves better opportunities to run the ball. I mean, he's still giving him thumb stamp of approval. But I think for a guy like uh, Vince Williams, too, who also made a criticism of a guy at uh, Easy Smith Schuster, too, uh, he was he was uh, tweeting out right now uh, yesterday that no way, I mean, no way uh, one overthrow. If the first one was caught, the second one wasn't there. True number ones would make that catch. And uh, obviously, he's paid attention to the fact that Juju Smith-Schuster thinks himself as a number one receiver. But then, and if he's, uh, I think he's referring to, like, uh, on the play right there, right now. I mean, when you look at it, I think it was that four for five play where only got for two yards. I'm sorry. Listen, there were some balls that were, like, a little bit overthrown, whatever, or behind him. But Juju Smith-Schuster, I think he's doing his job. He's being more of a great supporting role. Truly not a number one receiver on this team. I, I just – I don't see it. I mean, he, he, he's he got – he's got great – I mean, he's got good hands. I mean, think about this. He's – amongst his receivers, he's third and receiving yards, fourth overall on the team – Najee Harris has got 49 more yards behind him. But, of course, Rosper seems to feel like Najee Harris is one of his security blankets. As far as receptions right now, Juju Smith-Schuster is fourth. Clutch percentage on the team. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is towards the bottom of this list right now. He's got 56% of his passes. He's been uh, targeted uh, 27 times. He's caught 15 of those uh Passes. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, he's got to do better. Ben Rosberg has been alluded to. That's got to come both ways. But, Ben, you got to be a lot more aware than that. And it's just a lot of people right now, even like Bob Papiani, who's been a big Ben supporter, even when they moved on from the Killer Bees and Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, he's starting to have doubts about Ben Rosberg, his decision-making. I mean, he's in a spot right now where everyone's starting to slowly uh, not be drinking the Ben Rosper Kool-Aid anymore. And I, and I think Mike Tomlin in a way, too. I mean, Mike Tomlin, I mean, he's got to do some soul-searching right now. I mean, if there's ever a time right now where you have to make a ballsy decision, heart-to-heart talk, this is now. Because you still got enough talent on this team to be very competitive. Of course, we've seen the rehearsal two years ago. But again, with Mike Tomlin, my biggest criticism. After starting off, I mean, for the year one and four, still found it enough to be eight and five, need to win two of the remaining three games, make the playoffs with some help. One of the three game losing streak. 
I mean, you keep thinking the offseason right now, how it's been predicated. They're going to do a much better job of running the ball. Of course, we already knew the concerns about the offensive line. But it just seems like he keeps going backwards. That's just part I just I cannot get over. And it's uh, very disheartening because that has been part of their identity for the longest time, has been able to control the game on the ground. And I just don't see how it gets any better right now. Unless teammates are willing to speak up and just pass the word around that saying we need a better direction to go in right now for this time. Again, you guys can feel free to hit me up on uh, Twitter right now. You can follow me uh, at MetasteelCGR and on Instagram at Metasteel, uh Nations. We look at right now, uh, going into this right now. Uh, Steelers right now in a uh, uncomforting spot right now. Bomb feeders of the division of the AFC North. And uh, very dangerously close to letting the season uh, slip way out of control than what's been. And they, they definitely got their work uh, cut out moving forward as they try to uh, prevent this team from going further off the tracks right now. Uh, to be honest here, yeah, at some point I do think that needs to go. He's not the answer long-term anymore. I mean, I still gave him the vote of confidence last year, including this season. I mean, we, we, I mean, Bob Papiani was one of the people who kept alluding to that if you give this guy the proper amount of rest on that throwing elbow where he doesn't have to worry about recuperating or recovering, that, you know, he'd be much better, I mean, like uh, going forward. And, and you look at it right now, too, the, set, the sickening thing is, I mean, we saw a decent preseason where he had, like, a perfect quarterback rating versus Detroit Lions. Again, that was preseason, but we all thought watching that, those uh, drives right there, everything was going to be all right. Uh, and I, I'll tell you what, as crazy as this may sound, I really do believe right now the Steelers, they, they benefit last year large parts of COVID, not having much in attendance available, especially when they're on the road. I mean, that, that season could be a lot of interesting if there were live fans there. Of course, I mean, you're a product of who you are on the field, how you play, how you execute. But, I mean, having pumped up uh, crowd noise on uh, your speakers in your stadiums, not good enough. And, and especially when you're dealing with a COVID situation right now, what you continue to do, I do believe the Steelers hugely benefited from that. And the games I'm referring to where they definitely benefited from that, I'll definitely say the Titans, the Ravens game, I'll say those games in particular, not so much the Cowboys. Cowboys are always going to find a way to have fans, I mean, a decent amount of fans. 
But I think those games were definitely uh, huge right there. Those were vital. And then don't forget, too, I mean, then when you also had COVID, I mean, kick in, I mean, where they had a missed game versus Titans, they had to get rescheduled. What ended up uh, happening right there, I mean, when you uh, think about it, I mean, you had four straight uh, home games since your first road game of 2020 versus the Giants and the Broncos, the Texans, Eagles, and Browns. Then you finally had your pair of road games. You had three straight road games versus the Titans, the Ravens, and the Cowboys. Now when you look at this year, it's just, I think right now, the thing is with uh, Ben Rosberg, it's a discipline I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see. It's just, this is just a team that is not uh, working together lockstep, if you will. I think of anything, this is a team right now, they're trying to search and find out their identity. And I'll be honest with you, I mean, the biggest, the biggest difference you will look at it this way, too. When Peyton Manning got benched, Number two, he was also playing years of uh, neck injuries where he had to have laser neck surgeries on him. And that final season where it caught up with him when they won Super Bowl behind that defense. Remember, he also got hurt the year before in 2014, uh, Peyton Manning did. And, I mean, he still did enough, made enough plays to, like, uh, you know, not lose the game. Late in that season, right there. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, Peyton Manning, who was at MVP level in 2013, when you look at it. I mean, let's think about this real quick. I mean, Peyton Manning, in his final season, in his NFL career as a Bronco, where he won, won his second Super Bowl behind a good defense, he had nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions. Still pass for over 2,000 yards. But, I mean, he only uh, started nine out of ten games that year. He had Brock Osweiler help out for, for a big chunk of those games that season. Uh, thanks, Gary Kubiak. And I, and I think, really, he had no choice because of his neck injuries. And, they, and Ben Rosper cannot learn from that this is going to season that's going to go down the drain real quick. And I, and I hate to keep saying this, but right now, I think you have to involve more guys. I think we need to see a little bit more out of this bench. I'm not going to use injuries as an excuse for this team. When you look at a Mike Tomlin coach-led team, you cannot have this. I think of anything right now, you know, what we always keep hearing, the standard is a standard. Another thing is, too, where the heck are they not going for more of these fourth down plays? I mean, they, they, everyone's got to look themselves hard in the mirror uh, right now for this game. So as we uh, go continue to look a little bit further right now, you're watching the Steel Podcast right now. We're uh, talking uh, right now what needs to be fixed. Uh, like I said, we look at, like, the defensive side right now, too, as I mentioned. And when you look at the 
players on defense. The only one that has your interception for the year is Terrell Edmonds right now, your safety. And as far as uh, fumble recoveries, uh, everyone's uh, – when you look at the defense – it's Watt and Hayward who are leading the team with the fumble recoveries. So I, I really do believe right now that's uh, part of it, but the, the secondary has to get big. I'm going to continue to say that right now. And I'm going to be looking for uh, more guys right now in particular uh, for this team. Do we see a little bit more of James Washington get involved more? Does he need to get more opportunities right now? I mean, when you when you think of James Washington right now, a guy who's requested a tree, uh, back in August that was reported, uh, right around after the Hall of Fame game, he was been targeted the fifth most on his team. Uh, he's caught nine out of his thirteen targets for ninety nine yards, no touchdowns so far this year. I mean, that, that is a guy right here who definitely needs to get involved more. And James Washington, for the, the funny thing about it, too, I mean, he's got the second most yards per reception with 11 yards. Chase Claypool still leads that dynamic right there. I mean, Chase Claypool, who I think still right now, I mean, which is a head-scratcher, he's got no touchdowns for the year. Really, that's got changed a little bit more. Remember, he was hurt in this game. But still, I mean, they had well of enough roster to uh, make this thing uh, fairly competitive. And the Steelers had their moments right there. This is a game, they should have been blown out of this game, the way they were playing. They should have been. Especially how the offense continues to mess things up. Puts them in horrible spots. And this is what you have right now. You're just laying a big fat egg for the season. I mean, You got coming up right now, once again, the Denver Broncos are going to be coming to town right now. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, his stats going to uh, Sunday's game uh, versus the Steelers right now uh, is quite is going to be unknown. He suffered a concussion uh, yesterday on the foul play of the first half for the Broncos with 53 seconds left to go. It was a third and 10 play on their own 17-yard line. Uh, he went out with a concussion the Broncos uh, obviously got this feed uh, by the Baltimore uh, Ravens in that game, uh, twenty-three to seven, right there. As we uh, looked at it, and there was also a uh, controversy right there too in that game. Right now, where uh, Vic Fangio uh, was very critical of John uh, Harbaugh in that game for running the ball with uh, just seconds left on the clock in order to tie an NFL record. 
And uh, he he said he thought it was bullshit, but I expected it from them, Fangio said. And he said, in 37 years of pro ball, I've never seen anything like that, but it was to be expected, and we expected it. Uh, and to be honest here right now, it's like uh, he says he just knew how they operated, but that's just their mode of operation. Player safety is secondary. I mean, uh, which, by the way, too, I mean, I think it was 43 uh, straight uh, games with 100 yards, I want to say it was, for the Ravens. I mean, in that moment. As uh, they uh, tie an NFL uh, record right now of uh, 100 rushing yards to 43 regular season games, they tied the 1970 Pittsburgh Steelers for the longest such streak in NFL history and winning 23-7 right now. So they're tied with the Steel Curtain uh, Steelers of the 70s or for that running uh, record on offense. And uh, there you have it right now. So, yeah, uh, I mean, Bridgewater, he's definitely been a uh, very good uh, quarterback, I mean, for that team, I mean, this year. A guy who's been a journeyman ever since getting hurt back in 2016. I mean, he's kind of bounced uh, from a few teams to the Saints, to the Panthers, now the Broncos right now. I mean, threw for 892 yards right now, 223 yards a game. And as far as, like, yards per attempt, uh, a little over eight yards, which is good right now. That's his career high in yards per attempt. He's also threw the ball right now for five touchdowns and zero picks. You better darn sure believe right now, the Denver Broncos right now, when I talk about turnover uh, battle for the Steelers, I mean, look at this right now. Uh, they're plus two in turnover ratio. They've taken the ball away uh, five times via four interceptions plus a fumble recovery. They've only turned it away uh, two times. That's one interception, no fumble recoveries. But as I mentioned, I mean, Ty Bridgewater has thrown no interceptions so the other interception right now comes cursely of Drew Locke, which, by the way, they're going to probably have to end up playing. Now, remember, the Steelers did have a two-touchdown lead in that game, don't forget, uh, when they faced so many home opener last season. They're up 17-3 at the half. Next thing you know, in the second half, they outscored the Steelers 18-9, where the Steelers barely hung on to win that game, 26-21. Uh, each team had a turnover piece where it was even. But again, that's what they got right now. Broncos got top five uh, total defense right now coming into this game. And you got to believe Vic Fangio is uh, playing right now with some confidence right now as uh, we look at it uh, for the most part. So, and then not only that, I mean, you also got to face the CL Seahawks. Now, I will say this about CL Seahawks. Defense, hot garbage right now towards bottom of the league. But offensively, I mean, you still got Russell Wilson, of course, to contend with. I mean, he's going to still continue to be elusive. But these are going to be some big tests right now for the Steelers. And don't forget, the Seattle Seahawks is that extra point for the Steelers since they both finished season 12-4 and four last year. So that's their extra point as part of the 17-game schedule. Oh, it's going to go in my hot takes right now. 
best team in the NFL right now. I'll probably have to go with the Arizona Cardinals. I like the LA Rams outside the Steelers, to be honest with you. I like Aaron Donald a lot. Deservedly so winning his third uh, defense player of the year. But the Arizona Cardinals right now, being too unbeat, I mean, has, has uh, been – has been one of the remaining two unbeaten teams in this season right now with the Raiders. And the Arizona Cardinals right now, they've beaten the, t- the Tennessee Titans and the Rams both on the road this year. And you also got J.J. Watt on that team right now who passed an opportunity to come play with his brother in Pittsburgh, which we all kind of expect to be a pipe dream, to be honest here. I mean, let's call it what it is. But still, when you, when you look at it right now, especially – on defense, I mean, for the most part, I mean, listen, I mean, J.J. Watt still balls at the end of the day for what he does. I mean, J.J. Watt, when you when you look at his numbers right now uh, with the Cardinals, especially on defense right now, I mean, he's still got seven uh, total tackles right now. So ways go. He's got two tackles for loss, which is third on this team. And, I mean, the Cardinals right now, I think the story right now is, of course, I mean, Kyler Murray right now. I mean, he is a guy right now who I think the Cardinals uh, did, did well as far as getting in the draft right now. Uh, back in uh, 2019, the first overall pick. I mean, look at this guy right now. I mean, he's he has thrown for 1,273 yards, nine touchdowns, four interceptions. I mean, his highest career uh, touchdowns free on the season was 26. I mean, so you got to believe the Cardinals right now. I mean, when you look in that division, uh, for the most part, I mean, this year, I mean, remember, I mean, there was a time where all these teams were unbeaten for like the first two weeks or three weeks, I should say. So now it's the Rams who are in second place right now, losing a head-to-head matchup in L.A. in SoFi Stadium. Cardinals are 4-0 right now, beating two playoff teams like I mentioned. Well, if I had to go with my league MVP right now, uh, for right now as a favorite, I'd probably go with Tom Brady. I mean, leads the league in passing, 1,356 yards. He's also first and fourth quarter comebacks and game-winning drives with two apiece. This was being his former mentor, Bill Belichick. I mean, that was a classic game right there. I got to see that last night. I don't know about you, but that was a treat right there. Uh, definitely lived up to its billing. And speaking of lived up to its billing, that's going to do it for this edition of the Mansfield Podcast. Once again, you guys can follow me on Twitter at MansfieldCGR and on Instagram at MansfieldNation. So I was leaving. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, sirs. Here we go. Hang on.